Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. This is the best of the Joe Show, running back some of the best audio you've heard here on 560 The Joe over the past 24 hours. I am Dan Day. Thanks so much for listening on this Miami Monday. Here's what we do. We tailor the show just a little extra Miami to get you through what is usually the worst day of the week. So, in just a few, the U's head coach, Manny Diaz, going to be checking in with the Joe Rose Show. Dan Lebetard show talking about my guy, Damian Lillard, staying put and winning. And then Hawk and Crowder, we regale you with big fishing tales from the fishing trip that Crowder, Solana, and myself went on yesterday. You're going to want to hang around for that because it is unbelievable. Right now, some believable headlines. The NBA playoffs begin today. Miami will play Indiana tomorrow at 4 in the Orlando bubble. The Dolphins held their first padded practice today. Tua Tagovailoa is healthy and has no restrictions. The Canes held their first spring practice yesterday. QB De'Eric King went 15 for 26 with 178 yards and four touchdowns. The Marlins dropped two of three over the weekend, losing to the Braves 4-0 yesterday. Miami plays the Mets tonight at 7. The Washington football team has named former player Jason Wright as team president. He becomes the first black individual to hold that role with a team in NFL history. Heat forward Derrick Jones Jr. strained his neck Friday against the Pacers. He hopes he can play when Miami begins its playoff series against Indiana tomorrow. FIU assistant and former Gator Aubrey Hill passed away over the weekend. Hill battled cancer and was 48. Now, let's take a step into the day spa. <sighs> a bull named Ferdinand obstructed firefighters while they tried to control a LA area wildfire. Doesn't Ferdinand know that as a cow, he's probably not to get close to fire? Mmm, steak dinner. While renovating the Walla Walla Washington Public Library, librarians found a stash of 30-year-old beer and bubblegum in the walls. I knew I'd put that somewhere. Just couldn't remember. Thanks, and I'll be taking that. A Russian weightlifter broke a world record when he benched 110 pounds 76 times underwater without coming up for air. I think I speak for everyone when I ask... There's a record for that? A photo of meat, Beyond Meat and Beyond Sausage Vegan Links has gone viral. Imagine inviting someone over to try your Beyond Meat, Beyond Sausage. Mmm. Now on to weather. Tonight's forecast cloudy with temperatures in the mid-80s. The U had their first scrimmage yesterday. And oh man, we got to get caught up on it all. So who better to give us a recap of everything that went on and some assessments 
than the head coach, Manny Diaz. He joined the Joe Rose Show this morning talking about that fall scrimmage, gives us some player assessments. Also, it's all about pace and tempo and gangbusters when it comes to recruiting. What was it like for you last night, Coach, to kind of curious to get up this morning here, what everybody was going to say about Rhett Lashley's offense, spread fast-paced offense last night. What did you think? You know, it's funny. We were, um, you know, we got done with the scrimmage last night. We were probably in the office about 1.30 grading it, and we all looked at each other as we were leaving the building. We said, you know, we we never felt so good to have to stay at work till 1.30 to, to do something. You know, it, we, we, we were so, we understood the gratitude we have that it, we don't, we didn't have to stay in grade it. We we had the we got to grade it, you know, just just to have the opportunity, which was not promised to us. Um, there's a lot of guys, players, coaches alike, that are very thankful that uh, that we're in the position that we're in. And, and then just as far as the offense, I mean, I, I mean, we can talk about individual performances. I, I think the thing that was most encouraging for scrimmage number one, under the context of not having your three scrimmages in the spring, the things that generally come about in that setting, the pre-snap penalties, guys misaligned, coaches screaming, no, wrong formation, blah, 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 this, that, and the other. There was really none of that last night and 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 so it was a very clean scrimmage uh and allowed the guys to play which has really kind of been the idea of this whole thing so that was a uh, you like that to happen but a lot of times the first scrimmage it doesn't so i think that was probably the most um you know pleasing part of the, of the evening d eric king obviously it starts with with him coach what'd you think of his play overall and he obviously has been in this kind of offense before how do you do I mean, he's had a great camp so far and had a great night last night. I mean, he, he you know, four touchdown passes and on, and on a couple of those, and I'm talking about outstanding coverage, you know, made some really, really good throws. And, and I'm telling you, you know, we're not live with the quarterbacks. The guy's hard to tag, you know. We're still playing tag on him. He's, and he's hard enough to just put a hand on, you know, let alone that when we have to bring him to the ground. So I think, I think what we've been talking about, you know, someone that the entire offense trusts and, and can rally around, and I think he's, he's given us that. And it was fun to watch him go out there and, and perform in a setting where, you know, you got to move the ball and make things happen. Coach, it's funny, too. It's like a breath of fresh air listening to you last night after the scrimmage and even this morning because normally after the first scrimmage or that first practice or that first whatever with your team, uh, it's like, oh, the defense is way ahead of the offense right now, but we'll they'll, they'll catch up. It's kind of a, not the opposite, but it's nice to hear you praising offense and talking about the new offense and not the fact that the defense still way ahead of the offense, so we're working on that. But th- that's a good thing, right? Isn't that a good thing early in the, in the practice or during the scrimmage? It was. It was, it, it was highly competitive. You know, we had a bunch of guys on defense that had really good days as well. But really, that's kind of what you want, right? I mean, you sort of want that iron sharpen iron mentality, you know. And uh, But I think everybody saw it. You said, you know, it was just a very highly competitive setting out there. The running backs put up numbers. I, I heard you giving the stats last night. Um, how good, and is this something, how much do I read into whether it was Chance Williams getting a couple of sacks or Knighton and Chaney running the football? Have you seen enough to know those guys going to be in your rotation and, and, and going to be playing this year, Coach? Yeah, well, when I talk about the running backs, let me start with this. You know, you know, obviously we lost, you know, one of our own here in, in Dade County last night with Aubrey Hill passing, and that news came to our team really probably about 20, 30 minutes before we scrimmaged. And Cam Harris, you know, Aubrey was Cam's high school coach at Carroll right. City, and, and that was a very, very emotional. He took that very hard, as did some other people on, our, you know, in our organization. And 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 I just got to give a lot of credit to Cam because you know Cam decided he had every right to, to not scrimmage last night, and he wanted to. So again, that was just just to see him out there. And and, and really, what we've told all of our guys, football has provided a little bit of a you know a safe space for all of us where we can just you know I mean everything you know 2020 we could talk forever about all the adversity we faced this year, and and I, our guys really do appreciate just the, the ability to get between the lines and have a place where, you know, they can just forget about what's going on outside in the outside world. So I'm really proud of Cam just for his effort, and I think the team really recognized that. Now, as you mentioned, the other two, 
it probably took him a quarter. You could see it where, you know, just in terms of trusting where the, the cuts are and where the holes are. But then after they got going, uh, night and chain, they, they, you know, they are explosive, which is what, you know, what you saw in high school. And it's fun. You know, we said it, you know, after recruiting, we feel like we got, you know, the top back in day and the top back in Broward and, and, and they have not disappointed this week. And, and once they kind of got their scrimmage sea legs, both guys show the, they have the ability that when they burst through the line, they can really blow out some explosive runs. And Jalen had a touchdown run of, I don't know, 70 yards or so. And Chaney broke a, I don't know, a 40 yard or something like that. So it was fun to see those guys make big things happen down the field. All right, Coach, what about the offensive line blocking for those guys? Would you feel like you saw last night from the offensive line positives for now? But would you, would you see positive wise from that old line? Yeah, I mean, I think they're really coming together as a group. You mentioned with, with having a guy like Derek back there. I, I don't remember. I don't know if I remember Derek getting sacked except for maybe once on a, on a, actually on a, on a naked bootleg where he, where he was just rolling out and, and, and Jalen Phillips made just a Jalen Phillips weird play. And then another one on a third down where pulled on the ball, got you. And again, Jalen just chased it down, just Jalen doing things that make him very special and unique. But no, they're, they're, they're really, I think they're really coming together. I think their confidence is just different than what it's been in the past. And, uh, and I think what we're doing as I mentioned on offense, I think maybe helps them maybe more than any other group uh, on the offensive side of the ball. Coach, with Russo now opting out, and we know about Roche, and, and everybody's been real complimentary of Phillips' play. How do you feel about that group behind those two guys, Harvey and, and some of the young guys, the Williams and, and players like that? What kind of talent do you feel the position has? Uh, Jafari Harvey has really made a step since the spring. I mean, I mean not, not in terms of his talent. I mean, it's you know he's he's as quick as anybody we ha- we have off the ball, um, but in terms of his knowledge of the defense, you know, and just you know understanding how to play the run and the zone read and you know all the all the movements and stuff. I mean, he, he's really made a big jump, which has been fun to see. Uh, I think Cam Williams has really been fantastic so far in camp. Just just again his toughness and and um, he's a, he's a he's a long lever guy, you know, and 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 it's, st- it's still going to be develop him in terms of his body and strength level. He's still got a lot of room to grow. But again, he's had a really good first ten days and then and then you meant did mention, you know, Chance Williams had a few sacks last night and just has a really good knack for rushing the passer. All three of the uh, the young defensive linemen, Elijah Roberts and Quentin Williams, have all flashed this camp, Elijah Roberts is going to be a really good player for us as well. Why is it every time we're talking this morning, every time we turn around and we talk about Will Mallory, we always talk about four catches for <laughs> somewhere between 70 and 90 yards. This guy, you know, we talk about Jordan and how good he is coming back. I, I feel good about the one-two punch at that tight end position. I'm with you now, and 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 I don't know if it's one-two, you know, and then again, we've talked about having competition at Miami, and we all know, you know, Brevin Jordan can do a lot of things, but Will Mallory is having himself a camp, and I actually think he's a guy that that again and you know schematically what we're doing really helps him out i think derek's got a lot of trust in him he's, he's a problem you know and and, and again and that, that's going to make brevin better you know it's going to make everybody better because will will has had a, a fantastic august coach i know it's tough to just replace one leader on defense uh at linebacker whether it's Shaq or a guy like pinkney but you're kind of replacing both guys i know zach mcleod's back so that gives you a little leadership but how's the, the rest of the linebacker core look for you in your eyes as defensive coordinator first in your mind i'm sure but replacing those two guys not going to be tough, but how does that linebacker core look? I think one of the most pleasing things of this camp has been the return of Bradley Jennings. Um, he was a guy that really was having a good spring a year ago and, and, and factored to be in the rotation, even with Shaq and Pickney last year. You know, a re- very difficult injury, very difficult rehab and recovery from that. And now you just about can't tell. And, and his ability to 
solidify us inside. Um, he's playing some Mike. We've been able to move Zach over to Will. So you've got some old heads. You know, Bradley's been in the program for four years. He knows the defense inside and out. Wayman Steed, another guy coming back off of a, a, a difficult injury, you know, came back and tackled very well last night, played the, well, the run very well last night. So you, you've got some guys that, that provide some age, which is really good because you have a, a really uh, a, a bunch of talented guys behind him. You know, Sam Brooks has done has, has had a good camp so far. Avery Huff is learning, you know, and again, we think has a big upside. And then the two, the two young ones now, Corey Flagg and Tyree Gawson-Cave, those guys can play, and they will smack you. And both those guys had some big hits last night. They got the sideline energized, and Corey's instincts really stand out. So it's a battle. You know, I, you know the, the snap count at linebacker is something that's going to be probably a hotly contested battle here over the next week or two. And that may continue to evolve throughout the whole year because we do have some guys that can play. Well, we know Lashley's had some guys at wide receiver throughout his years as a coordinator, put up some big numbers. Have you had some of your wide receivers kind of step up here in this first week or so that you feel better about some guys than maybe others right now? Well, I think we've got a group. You know, I think what well, we all know with the, with the tempo that we want to play with, this is not an offense where you can just, you know, throw it to one guy over and over again because you're, you're just you're going to run down a gas. You know, and so I think the depth of our wide receiver room, I mean, I think, I think the, you know, the three older guys have made the, the, the progress, you know, you'd want, you know, Mike Harley leading the way, Wiggins Pope, you know, doing a good job. And Jeremiah Payton, you know, ended, ended the scrimmage last night with a, with a really great uh, touchdown catch in the corner of the end zone. And then the young ones, you know, Xavier Strepo had a great night last night, you know, scored on a long reverse and, and, and had another big explosive play down the field. Um, Keyshawn Smith, Mike Redding, getting Mike Redding back has been great. So, you know, Daz Warsham. It's just, I think I think that's the neat thing now and Rob Likens and the job he does with that group of, of, of having everybody on the same page and being able to come at people in waves. I mean, that's, again, the idea of, of upping the tempo and, and, and allowing our depth to really be telling. I know you haven't said much about it, but the backup quarterback position, still wide open for you, Coach, or a little bit of everything there. What do you feel about that position? Well, yeah, we'll have a chance to sort of relook at the, the film today. You know, I, I thought I thought Nicosi and Tate both did some good play, uh, both did some good things. Funny to see Tyler Van Dyke kind of get his you know first scrimmage action, and I think things started to slow down for him a little bit more as as the day went on. But again, it's, you know, we'll, we'll get we'll get in there today and rewatch it as an offense staff and and see if there if if enough happened to make the competition go one way or another, or, or, you know, we'll just kind of, you know, keep letting it play out through the next weekend scrimmage. Hey, by the way, I don't know how much you can talk about this because we don't want to get you in trouble, but uh, quietly. Oh, thanks. That recruiting class, Coach, you kind of warned us last time we talked to you, you said, I'm not done. After just talking like this South Florida thing, we're not, and uh, sure enough, what has changed so much that uh, has allowed you to, to get some verbal commitments, if you can talk about it without saying names, to what you've been able to do? It's a unique year, right, with the pandemic and the, and the extension of the dead period, you know, basically throughout the entire year. But so it's always hard to say it's one thing, but, but certainly a big thing for us is just the staff. I do think we're a better recruiting staff than we were a year ago. I do think some of the relationships not just in, in our coaching staff, but also our, our recruiting staff has made or starting to pay dividends. You know, some of these guys in this class now, we've been recruiting for two, three, even four years. So I, I think some of those relationships just go a long way. Familiarity, because one, the world kind of gets knocked around like it has been this year. You know, I mean, you, you, you better you better trust the coaching staff. Not not the old, like, oh, we'll take care of your son line, but like, hey, really, this year, you know, with everything that's going on, I mean, I, I think yeah. I think the proof is in the pudding, you know, you know, whether you're talking about social injustice, you're talking about the pandemic, I mean, there's just, it's been relentless. So I, I think this is a time when the, the, the families are really understanding it's not just about picking a, you know, a stadium that you're only going to play in seven times a year or picking a, you know, whatever. I mean, you, you, you better, you better trust the people that you're, you know, that you're going to be around because we, there's been some things that have been exposed. 
exposed this year. And, and like I said, I just I think our staff has, has done a phenomenal job. Coach, thank you as always, man, for, for coming on this morning. Thanks, great, Coach. Great uh, talking to you about the scrimmage and being able to actually talk some football. So thank you. Anything that makes it feel normal is a is a fantastic thing so. yeah, take it right yeah. we'll take i stayed away from it. the yeah. bubble talk yeah we're, we're done with the bubble <laughs> stuff for now but but i but i did love your stuff last week thank you coach yeah big big day here first day of school at, at um so so again just hoping everybody keeps staying safe and uh and let's take this thing one week at a time well welcome back all the students on campus glad to have you are virtually on campus just glad to have you in this world glad to have manny diaz at the helm too Dude has done everything right on paper. Hopefully it translates to there being a season and it being a great Miami season. If they do play, you will hear the Canes right here on 560 The Joe. You hear Dan Lebetard weekdays now from 10 to noon. Is CJ McCollum good enough to give Damian Lillard that ring? Oh, Stugatz, I love your take. Give me some more. Tell me more is coming next, Fatface. You dirty demon from hell. In five minutes, more Lebetard and Stugatz takes. Plus, it's a Miami Monday, so I have some good local Miami music for you right after this on the best of The Joe Show. Welcome back to the best of the Joe show running back some of the best audio you've heard here on 560 the Joe over the past 24 hours I am Dan Day and feeling it on a Miami Monday featuring Miami artist Poppy Rose this is fruits Poppy Rose calls himself the Fresh Prince of South Beach, and you may know him as Prince Michael from Love and Hip Hop Miami. Once again, this is Fruits. Poppy Rose, Miami Monday. You know who else is all Miami? Dan Levitard, you can hear him now from 10 to noon right here on 560 to Joe earlier today. He and the guys are talking about Damian Lillard staying put and winning. Also, Stu Gotts is recycling again and some sports updates. Damian Lillard, please, please hear this and experience this the right way. He has stayed put. I believe he and C.J. McCollum have taken shots, subtle shots, at Kevin Durant and his decision to leave Oklahoma City and join the Golden State Warriors, who did not need him at the time because people like Dan were already calling them the greatest team he's ever seen uh, play in the NBA. And so Damian Lillard and Kevin Durant are two totally types of uh, different types of competitors. KD is a guy where if you can't beat him, he'll join him. Damian Lillard is a builder. He might not win a title, but he'll stay put and he'll do his best to win the city and the organization that drafted him that's been loyal to him, and he'll try to win that city a title. Now, he might not, but he made it to the Final Four last year, and he did so in dramatic fashion, sending Paul George and all those guys home. And this is all I'm saying. Kevin Durant's the better player. Kevin Durant's going to end his career having more rings. He's going to have more accolades. He's going to have more stuff. But Damian Lillard has what Kevin Durant will never have. The respect of his peers. Full respect from his peers, which I don't believe Kevin Durant is ever going to fully get from everyone in the NBA. 
Damian Lillard already has it. I would like to step back, okay, and look at the macro and everything that just happened here because as ESPN changes his entire ESPN radio lineup to give you a fresher, different sports feel, Stu Gatz decided to recycle his Kevin Durant take and make an argument that could have been made about anybody in the last decade since LeBron James did the decision. You literally just broke in as if the first segment wasn't bad enough where your first words are just a horror because you can't get them out. You think you nailed that point, and it's a point that echoes across the entire decade of tired Stugat. So in the first segment, you give us this. KJZ. I mean, new morning show. They sound fantastic. They look better. And in the second segment, as ESPN tries to revolutionize the ESPN radio lineup, you recycle a decade-long take in order to swipe at Kevin Durant again, which people can't hear enough from you. What have you given? Uh, Just out of curiosity. Uh, Just (laughs) resentment. Yeah. Just resentment at how it is you do the job. Uh, Jealousy like, that you get to work less and foul everything up and it always works out for you. Uh, that's a good take. I'd rather have Damian Lillard's career who's won nothing than Kevin Durant. And Damian Lillard will probably never want to think. Thank you, Chris. I see your nod of approval there. Stugatz, but uh, I'm saying he's, he's got respect. Kevin Durant does I, not. I understand, Stugatz, but it's the same thing we were arguing about 10 years ago when it came to LeBron James. Did he take the respect or not? Because he took the coward's way out, too. He joined another team no. and everyone crushed him. And what ended up happening? What end, he, Because you were saying this about LeBron James 10 years ago. I was not. I was totally different circumstances. LeBron created a team. The Heat weren't good before LeBron got there. He created a team with Wade and Bosch. You know what I mean. Golden State was historically good. You you know what I mean. LeBron and Kevin Durant, the two of them over the last decade, they have been the story. Today, the playoffs are something different. LeBron is weakened. Kevin Durant is not even in them. And you, prisoner of the moment, immediately lands in a place where you you give give him a week. He's going to say in a week that Damian Lillard's career was better than LeBron James. This is good stuff. Desire. <laughs> Whoa! A new dawn is upon us. Finally, the reigns and era of sports begins. Killer segment, guys. What about a running mate? Is CJ McCollum good enough to give Damian Lillard that ring? Oh, Stu Gatz, I love your take. Give me some more. Tell me more is coming next, Fatface. You dirty demon from hell. <laughs> Billy, why are you laughing? What? Who are you laughing at? Uh, why are you laughing? How did Keyshawn, Jay, Will, and Zubin have better chemistry than you guys one day in? Um, <laughs> this is um, what is great about what is happening here. Uh, in the first segment here of this new ESPN radio lineup, this is what Stugatz gave you, a voice covered in disease. KJZ. I mean, new morning show. They sound fantastic. They look better. The second segment, uh, you decided to reheat, uh, recycle a 10-year-old Kevin Durant, LeBron James, uh, greatest hits from the Stugatz album. And then the third segment, because you're not here in the studio, and this is why you lost your updates, I feel like. The third segment, you start out by just uh, reading over a... Uh, bed of a parody song. Christine, are you still there? Because it was a joy 
to hear how professional your update sounded. Uh, are you still there with I us? I am. Yes. Do you think you should start doing the reads for Stugatz so that you so they don't get read over parody songs uh, when he's not supposed to be reading? Whatever you need me to do, I can do. But I don't oh. want to take anything away from anybody. Well, you already have, so well. it's too it's 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 too late for that, Christine. You already you've already come in here with your professionalism, and Stugatz seems to be maximum countering you by just being. Uh, on what has been a really dreadful day for us, just being maximum Stugatz uh, so far today. We appreciate everything you're doing here. Did you get any answers for me on whether or not we can do and finalies in your sports updates, or, or, or can I just ask you that every time until we've gotten an answer? <laughs> no, I haven't. I haven't yet. Um, I'm just waiting for my my boss to get in to come in and see me. So, uh, and who is that? Pizza Cone. Okay, so we will see. We will check with Pizza Cone, and we can blame him or not blame him if we do not get. <laughs> the end finally he's probably got to run that up the chain a little bit right I, i'm pro- thinking maybe uh, i wonder where that'll die where on the chain <laughs> where where where, where? <laughs> it might be with me because i might not remember to ask him <laughs> okay uh thank you for being on with this christine i'm going to keep going to you at every turn uh when i can because it's vastly more professional than the rest of what we're doing around here thank you for being on with us we'll check back in with you sounds good uh you sound good we do not sound good Gotta love Dan Lebitard. He keeps it real. Kind of shaking things up a little bit at ESPN, but we still got our Dan Lebitard from 10 to noon. Still got Hawk and Crowder right here from 2 to 6. We were, uh, how would you say, Crowder? Making port? What's it called? Making uh... <laughs> making port? Yeah. Making port? What are you, a, a, a midshipman? <laughs> I don't know what you, you and Dan did Friday, Saturday night, but Sunday morning <laughs> we just got on the boat. Oh, yes. Big fishing trip. Crowder, Solana, and myself will regale you with tales from that trip. Five minutes away here on the Best of the Joe Show. Grimal chaos. Hey, Prince, I told you I got you, right? Watch this. Animalizer. Hey. I feel this. This is the best of the Joe Show, running back some of the best audio you've heard here on 560 WQAM over the past 24 hours. I am Dan Day. Best part of Mondays, the Miami Mondays, where I get to feature Miami artists on the radio. It's Poppy Rose and Grind Mode Chaos. Rush. Miami's own of Poppy Rose and Grind Mode Chaos with Rush. No Rush and Hawk and Crowder. They're on weekdays from 2 to 6 right here on 560 The Joe. Yesterday, Crowder took Solana and myself out on a boat. We had a big fishing trip. So what we did, we brought in Jay Fig, and we kind of gave her some true-false questions, seeing if we were lying, making up stories. Are they all real? Maybe. Are they all fake? Maybe. Talking about the fishing trip. Let's see how she does. We're going to learn a little bit here and play a little game. Jen Figueroa checking in. Hello, Jen. Hello. You ready to uh, to learn a little bit? We've got a text thread with all of us going, so we kind of knew that they were all fishing together on uh, Sunday. And uh, and so uh, Jen and I and uh, Alex Dono, we were like uh, viewing it from afar. 
but we don't know much about the trip, right, Jen? Like you're like, so I'm going to give you factoids, although they might be falseoids, as you were pointing out to me during the uh, commercial break, because a factoid would would connote that they're all facts. Some of these are made up. But before we get to that, so explain to me, uh, Solana, because I did not include this in the factoids. Explain to me how the trip started, because was Dan picking you up or was he coming to your house for you to drive then? So I live in Kendall. We were, uh, how would you say, Crowder, making port? What's it called? Making, uh... <laughs> Making port. Yeah. Making port. What are you, a, a, a midshipman? <laughs> I don't know what you, you and Dan did Friday, Saturday night, but Sunday morning <laughs> we just got on the boat. All we did was get on the boat Sunday morning. <laughs> Making port. Already I can see he's an annoying boat guest. <laughs> yes. Like, yes, you, you were getting on the boat. <laughs> we're making port. Making Just by port. his bucket hat, you need to suck one down. Oh, whoa. Ah, sorry. <laughs> I barely you finished dumped that, Solana? I dumped it. Dan Day dumped that Thank as well God. over there. All right, radio professional. Yes, Jen do that, Figueroa. radio professional. I didn't finish it's the word. Yeah. Anyway, exactly. so, so we were making port about six fifteen yeah. Sunday morning, I guess. Yes. So Dan Day, I I didn't want Dan Day to have to drive because he doesn't live uh, as close as I do. I'm about an hour away from uh, down in the Keys where we were leaving from, and I told Dan drive to my house. If we leave around four fifty five a.m., we should be good to be there right on time at 6.15. So I texted him like, hey, you on your way? No answer from Dan Day, which is very <laughs> typical. And then at around 4.55, he calls me. And I'm like, oh, okay, must be outside or whatever. And he's like, hey, uh, do you live in some warehouses? Because I'm outside. What? <laughs> I was in some warehouses behind a vape shop. I was like, uh, no, where are you? He's like, don't you live in Kendall? Uh, I'm in Cutler Bay. I'm like, How Cutler Bay? Just such a great question. Do you live in some warehouses? I'm outside. <laughs> and All so, right, but, so there you go. But but really quickly, really quickly, uh, I'm like, Dan, no, you know I live in Kendall. Like, Cutler Bay is nowhere near me. He's like, all right, I'll be right there. I'm like, no, well, clearly, you're, like, I need to give you a, a different address or something because clearly, like, you're not going to be right here. He's like, all right, okay, okay, I'll be right there. Like, very confused. I'm like, Dan. I'm going to send you another address. Come to this one. So I sent them the address to like the public next to my house. And then we were able to figure it out. So that's how the trip started off. It just went downhill, downhill from there. And and I did tweet out, uh, and and we'll put it up on Instagram. Uh, put it on the uh, the 790 and the 560 Instagram Solana during the next commercial break, so you could see the pictures of Crowder, Solana, and Dan on the fishing trip. A question I got from when I posted it on Instagram last night on my Instagram account, Dan, I got a lot of direct messages from people asking if you were going to a, da a Dave Matthews concert, if you uh, thought you were going somewhere, and then just a fishing trip broke out because you were wearing flannel and uh like looked like heavy shorts almost was that your fishing attire yes yes all right and the, like you thought that this is per this is perfectly a pro did he look like a fisherman uh crowder no and i assumed through his stories he was telling that he didn't really get a chance to prepare for right. the trip because he had some saturday night well, activities that's, that's why that's why i was asking it like was activities. that your planned fishing outfit or did you just get caught up and that's what you happen to be wearing and then the fishing trip came along no anytime i go in public with crowder i always plan out what i'm gonna wear all right so that was Including that was thought out. Yeah, that well, was, I always that was wear that. Let, 
let me ask because I don't know all the questions that we're gonna ask uh, Jay Fig, but it, it, is what you guys brought a part of the questions because that blew my mind when oh, y'all got yeah. there. Well, let me let me get to that. Yeah, so let me get to that. Oh, okay. well, in fact, let's let's do it, and then whatever I miss out, we can uh, we can go to. So here here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna play this little radio game show, and Jen Figueroa is gonna get little uh, little snippets of the trip. She's gonna have to guess whether it's true or false. By the way, my friend Brett over at Canesware, he has uh, graciously texted me and said your prize can be any Miami Hurricanes shirt there at Caneswear for you for the upcoming season. Caneswear.com is the website and uh, they're in Davie if people want to go to their store. But he's going to give you a Miami Hurricanes t-shirt, Jen, if you get more right than wrong on this. All right. So you have actual stakes because we all want to rep the Canes and Caneswear's got it going on. And again, it's Caneswear.com. And we love Brett. He's a good guy and a good listener to the show so we appreciate him coming through with this possibly for jen do you have a big open for the fishing uh, factoids game show solana the fishing trip with old tugboats <laughs> solana and dan day take it to the sea the big fishing trip with the big tugboat <laughs> <laughs> my favorite part What's going on there? (laughs) All right. You understand how to play this game, Potty Mouth? Sorry, but yes. Okay. I'm going to give you a uh, a little fact or falsehood about the trip. You tell me whether you think it's true or false, and this is a way we can all learn about the fishing trip. So, Crowder, it was you, T.J., Jarvis, and the captain and, and the first mate. Yeah, Captain and Scotty then, Feltman. Dan, um, was it? I, Tyler, I think the first Tommy, mate was. I never Tommy, met him before. Tommy. It was Tom, I think it was Tyler, bro. You called the man Tommy all damn day. His name was Tyler. <laughs> That dude. Because I had when I when I paid him at the end, I was like Tommy, and he was like, "My name's Tyler," and I felt bad because you told me his damn right. name was Tommy. Oh. Yes. Yeah, so, so me, T.J. Jarvis, Dan Solana, and the captain and the mate. How did uh, how did how did T.J. and Jarvis, three guys I know, how did they like Solana and Dan? I think uh, they liked him for seven hours. That last hour, that last hour got rough. I think at a certain point you're around, you know, seven grown men for too long, and then it kind of just wears on you. So we were good for about seven, seven and a half hours. All right. That's good. That's longer than I expected. <laughs> I thought one of them would end up overboard as chum. Oh, well, I was close. All right. Oh, Dan had a chance. <laughs> Bro, Dan has the worst sea legs in the history I'm of time. T- terrible. I am so he beat up right up. now. I couldn't. No, I Bro. fell in the bathroom five times. He fell. God. He would just fall. We would stand there, and he would fall down and everybody would look like is he okay bro i'm like why do y'all keep looking at me i'm not holding him up why you keep falling all right jennifer figueroa number one dan got fish guts all over we saw that you guys caught a bunch of fish dan got fish guts all over his shorts so solana made dan take his pants off for the ride home and put them in the trunk no lie this sounds so true to me saying true Wrong. I'm sorry. Dan got to wear his pants home. <laughs> nice shorts right there. It's my good shorts. Sunday shorts. That's a good friend. But if it was up Jennifer. to Dan, he would have been naked <laughs> hours ago. Correct. Yes. Right. <laughs> Jennifer. Dan took a 12-pack of beer. He did not drink or eat anything other than the 12-pack that he brought himself the entire True. day. 
That is true. No way. I brought way true. more than 12 beers. You know I brought about like 20 beers, 25 And didn't beers. eat anything. You never eat when we're out, Dan. He doesn't Never, eat. never. I don't eat. No water no, either. But, like none. Let's not, just not, beer. Not let, let me you have to be very hydrated out and seek. You know how when you do like a bullet check in war when everybody says how many clips you got left? <laughs> you do a check. You do a check before you leave shore, you know, for 10, you know, 8, 10 hours. When I looked and did my check, I was like, okay, what do we have? We have 60 beers, three bottles of water, some beef jerky, and two bags of chips. And it was seven of us. <laughs> Only thing Solana and Dan Day brought was beer Solana brought some damn charcuterie tray and uh, cheese and meat. Bro, it was just I, like the whole, before we got on the boat, my mind was blown about what they thought a fishing trip was. What? Bro, was bro you, 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 brought, cheese melt. you had cheese, you, he had cheese wrapped with prosciutto and yeah. saltine crackers. Yeah. I'm like, why, who chooses and that chips. to come out on the boat? I brought, I brought chips, I brought some sandwiches. Some prosciutto wrapped mozzarella and uh, uh, some what? Mozzarella. mozzarella. All right, pack. Jennifer. Solana caught the most fish the entire day. True or false? True. Solana. That's what he says. He Correct, says it's true. Solana. Come Is on. Is he lying? Man. He he he's he's lying. What? Right thing? Are you sure? Crowder. He's lying. Crowder. Solana. Crowder. Solana. Crowder. <laughs> <laughs> Solana, y'all couldn't reel when we went deep dropping. Y'all, y'all couldn't reel them all the way up to the boat anymore. Y'all tapped out about halfway I'm, through the trip. I'm the only one who reeled in the uh, the Benito. Uh, like, like, what are you talking <laughs> no, about? You know what? I'll say he did. You know what? Solana, I have video proof of it. There's I video. Quit, of it. I, I, I caught the most fish. That's well. Let, let me let me Solana, let me jump. I'll tell you, I got it right. Who I got brought it right. The, the biggest. Did get it right. The biggest. You did get it right. The biggest. No, we'll but see. the biggest wasn't the question. I I right, definitely it was caught most. the most fish. And Crowder is easy. Easily the best, most experienced fisherman, but he was being nice enough to let everybody well, else let, get involved. Well, let me let me let me jump ahead to this. True or false, Jennifer? The one time Dan Day touched a fishing rod, he got two fish on the line, but could not reel them in. So Crowder stepped in and got them for him. True. That is apparently true. It was hilarious. I picked it up and I was like, uh, nothing here. Crowder goes, Dan, give me that. Let me. <laughs> I, thought it, I thought it was nothing. I was just like, eh. Real, really? This, this exactly what happened. We were in 200 feet of water. So it takes a, like, it's hard to reel fish up from that depth. And they're not, you know, like it's weight. So it's not easy to do. So I go inside. Dan has the pole. Jarvis, who the hell is Jarvis runs inside? He's like, Crowder, man, you need to come help Dan. I'm like, what? I thought the bastard <laughs> fell again because he was falling all day. <laughs> So I'm like, damn, Dan done fell and hurt himself. He's like, no, we go out. Dan, he just couldn't turn the, the reel anymore. He just tapped out. <laughs> he just he had, had enough, Dan. I you wasn't just... even really trying, though. That was the thing. Imagine if he would have fallen in the water. Yeah. God but bless this kid. Dan was gung-ho. He was out there ready to grab a pole, then he grabbed it, and then it just went. It didn't go. It didn't turn over the way it was, but he was bruised up, so I give him a pass. <laughs> Jennifer, the captain of the boat, had a full leg tattoo of Angelina Jolie from Tomb Raider. Oh my god, that's so specific. True? Sorry, <laughs> I made that up. Just wanted to see if uh, <laughs> if I it could get so you to specific. believe that. I, I mean, it's the I best lies to make. This is a very experienced liar you're talking to. Uh, Jennifer, the name of the boat. Believe it or not, after all we've been through on this show, the name of the boat was Titanic 2. False. Yeah, I made that up. Good job. <laughs>
hound, I have hound one in dog. here. <laughs> Is that what it's called? Hound dog? The hound dog, yeah. yeah I have one I in here that says, uh, Dan Day fell over 10 times. We know that's true because Solana <laughs> Bro, made sure to tell me that. Maybe more. I laid down. We were moving to go. We, we moved to go deeper and go dolphin fishing, so it's like a 45-minute ride. I went inside and laid in the middle of the ground because I'm just big and can't fit on the couch. I'm laying there. Dan, something falls and hits my stomach, and I wake up to Dan Day laying on me, and I'm like, Dan, why are you laying on me? Get off of me. He's trying to oh, pull the move on you. My you just have bad. no equilibrium, bad, Dan? Do you have a bad equilibrium? I mean, full disclosure, the 14 beers I had for lunch definitely helped. Yeah, I do have bad sea legs. Yeah, that's so great. The, the uh, how about this one? When Dan hit my chest, I thought somebody threw a cover on me because he's so little. <laughs> Pulled it up higher. <laughs> I grabbed his pants and tucked him up under my chin, and I found um, out it was Dan. Jennifer Crowder told me earlier today on the phone he really enjoyed spending time with Solana and thinks we're very lucky he's the executive producer of our show. That is false. You are correct. Yeah. <laughs> I know I am. I do feel and that way, Solana. Don't let him and, and you just won yourself a Miami Hurricanes t-shirt <laughs> from Caneswear. That is the type of fun we have on the Hawk and Crowder Show every day from 2 to 6 right here on 560 The Joe. Not every Sunday do we go out on a boat, though. I would probably be dead if we did that because, as you heard, I fell about 25 times. I kid you not. I was in the bathroom one time and I was, you know, washing my hands. I fell. I stood up. I fell again. I stood up. I fell again. I stood up and I fell four times in a row. And finally, I just stayed there for a minute and was like, whew, good thing that wasn't in front of everyone. And then I finally got up, went out, and then fell in front of everyone. I was like, oh, God. Oh, I got a rule at home. When I'm out about, if I fall, that's it. The night's over. Got to go home, go to bed. When you're in the middle of the sea, you can't just go home and go to bed. So I think I took a nap eventually, got my bearings, then eventually got home. And who knows what I did when I got home. Woke up this morning. I was doing research on Joe Biden and his vice presidential candidate. I don't know why I was doing that. It's just, it just crazy. But hey, it's one of those days you live, you love, you learn. The NBA, man, they are going at it. It is 14-14 between Philadelphia and Boston. In the playoffs, Ah, one of my favorite teams, the Portland Trailblazers, they're making moves. Here's a little call from Carmelo Anthony. Dame dribbling back and forth. Now he attacks, dribbles, drives, and kicks. Melo the three on the way. Got it! Carmelo Anthony might have put the Blazers in the playoffs with that triple, and the Grizzlies will take their final timeout. Oh, basketball action. Tomorrow we got the Heat and the Pacers, 4 o'clock. Get ready. Thanks for tuning in tonight. Let's do it again tomorrow right here at around 6 o'clock. This is the best of the Joe Show. Later, slug. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See t